Welcome to the Am I Called podcast. Am I Called is a ministry that exists to help men find their call and to help pastors find called men. For more information and resources, visit amicalled.com. Now, here's your host, Dave Harvey. This is actually the second of three podcasts with my friend, Paul Tripp. You know, Paul Tripp has many different interests. He's a prolific author. He's got over 20 books and booklets written, and it really appears like he's just getting started. Also, in an evangelical landscape where it's a triumph for most men to match socks and pants, and yeah, I I include myself in that description, Paul Tripp is one of the few Christian leaders capable of making a distinctive fashion statement, beginning with that signature mustache of his. But you know, a lesser-known fact about Paul is that he's thought deeply and he's stirred deeply by the places that he sees God's activity in art and culture. Paul thinks the church needs to slow down, observe, and ponder the wonder of creation. Here's Paul talking about the role of art in the church. I've said many times that uh, if I weren't a pastor, I'd probably be a painter. That's probably what I would be doing with my life. Um, Started maybe 30 years ago and got more serious about it and gotten to the point that I regularly show in galleries. I mean, that's just, that's an aspect of my life. And as that began began to happen, uh, of course, I began to think, how does this interact with and express my faith? Particularly because my involvement has been more in the area of contemporary art, uh, abstract, non-objective art. And most, the assumption of most believers is if I'm not train, painting a tree, a bird, a mountain, or a person, my art is ungodly. Because to most people, abstract art just looks like chaos. It looks like a rejection of beauty, a rejection of God's creation. So here's the way I think about it. I think that the uh, glory of God in creation is so incredibly deep that the individual elements are glorious. Uh, Color is glorious. Shape is glorious. Texture is glorious. Light is glorious. That, That they reflect God's glory if you took a two-by-two or two-by-three chunk of bark off a tree, it's not brown. It's 700 shades of multi-textured brown. It is so infused with glory, you could look at it for hours and keep seeing new things. That's one little piece of bark. Uh, the, The blossom from a lily, one petal pulled off, is not just pink. There's a there's a painting of pink that goes across that petal, one petal. That uh, feather of the bird that from a distance looked gray, you pick it up, and it's actually alternating stripes of black and white. That's how zealous God was to make every final element of his creation glorious. Not just the bird is glorious, every piece of that bird is glorious. Uh, Every um, thorn on a thorn bush has a different shape, a different curl, a different twist to it. Why? Glory of God. 
and and so my my work in painting i i'm purposely taking people away from what is comfortable i'm removing the tree because i don't think they see trees anymore and i'm i'm sticking color and shape and texture and light next to one another in a way that's beautiful so that people would be confronted with how glorious those those are my my paintings end up they're they're very large they end up looking like uh, almost like weathered sheets of metal and i love watching people they they want to touch it they want to feel it they want to experience that now all of that is because god has hardwired us for pleasure he's made a gloriously pleasurable world of sights and sounds and tastes that are just have endless variety think of the ear gate think of the 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 discreet ability of the ear to hear different levels and different sounds and think of the fact that every human voice has a different timbre to it that how many people can you recognize just because of the unique timbre of their voice when they call you they don't need to say your name you know who it is and your ear has the ability to distinguish that particular timbre that's an awesome uh, glorious thing think of the fact that if you look at a poster of a painting and you look at the painting the poster is not nearly as satisfying it doesn't move you emotionally you stand in front of the painting. Why does it move you emotionally? Because it's it's got this added element of texture that your eyes look for, that your heart responds to, and it doesn't respond to this one. God's, God's glory. And so all of that, all of that glory, the physical created glory that I'm meant to experience and meant to celebrate is meant to be a finger that points me to the one glory that will only ever satisfy my heart, the glory of God. Uh, it's, I love the word that John uses uh, in, in his gospel for miracles. He uses the word sign, that all of those amazing things are signs. The sign is not the thing. The sign points me to the thing. So you only have two kinds of glory. You have the ultimate glory of God and you have sign glory. Now, that's been hard for the church because we, we tend to have an uncomfortable relationship with physical things, uh, with loving a good piece of furniture or being attracted to a beautiful car or a nice shirt because we name those as materialism, and that's driven us back to be an artless community. And that's spiritually harming to us. Because the art of creation is the creation of God. The ability for people to do art is the creation of God. The, the gates that I have to understand art is the creation of God for our good and his glory. At the conference that we conducted earlier today, uh, someone came up to me and was commenting on how fashionably you, you were dressed and both last night and this morning, and they asked me, does Paul have a doctrine of fashion? And I said, no, Paul doesn't have a doctrine of fashion. He has a doctrine of beauty, and fashion is an application of that doctrine. Did I answer him correctly? Yeah, I think that's exactly, that's exactly right. I, 
I think that we're we're meant to celebrate beauty. I'm, I want to make a crucial distinction. Please, please hear this distinction. We're not meant to worship beauty. We're meant to celebrate beauty. We worship God, who is a source of that beauty. But we don't have to curse beauty. We don't have to have houses that are painted drab tan with brown carpets and ugly furniture. That's not spiritual. That's, that's not more spiritual than choosing to buy something that's attractive. Uh, I sit in my loft because my, my wife is a gallerist. My loft where I live is a bit of an art gallery. And recently I've sat, been, as I'm writing devotionals, I'm sitting beneath a 12-foot-long, 8-foot-high painting. It makes me worship. There are times when I sit in front of that painting and I think, how awesome you are. How could this thing not, how could it be more beautiful? And how, how have you given people the ability to capture this beauty? How glorious you must be. This is one vista of a universe of beauty. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. I think art blesses us. Beauty blesses us. It will never be your savior. One of the things I love about listening to you talk about beauty and art is that it, it leaves the listener with a desire to pursue, with a desire to see creation in a whole different way. One of the things that I think is a piece of calling that I I don't talk about much, but it's even a reason for uh, giving kinds of illustrations that I give is I want to be uh, used of God to open people's eyes to what is around them. How, how sad it is to live in this amazing created world and not see it. Paul is clear and cogent when speaking on culture, but what his heart really beats for is pastors the nitty-gritty of ministry. Join us in the next podcast when Paul talks about the dangerous calling. Thank you for listening to the Am I Called podcast, which was brought to you today by Four Oaks Community Church in Tallahassee, Florida. For more articles, interviews, and resources on calling and pastoral ministry, visit amicalled.com.